they were like, like they had this like stance against Vuse that I think they did a really good job. They're they're the ones that did the interview where Vucetich said winning with Mexicans is uh, difficult. Mm. You know, something along the lines. And it was to the end that also then later interviewed Moncho, you know, former Chiva standout, Moncho Morales, who he said, if you can't win with Mexicans, don't play. So I went from playing with Mexicans is difficult to I can't win. Uh, sort of the narrative got changed. Fans jumped on that. Uh, there was talk that she was, was upset at Vuse for doing the interview. <clears throat> and then I saw one of their shows. I don't know which one, but they had Perro Bermudez. Mm. And then he was talking about how he had it from a very good source that that Chivas had been in contact with Matias Almeida and that mm. they were just going to hold on to uh, to Buse until Almeida's um, contract expired. There's the one thing we should know about Almeida. So he has a release clause. And I think his contract ends this season. And so one thing to note is that the... the um, the San Jose, the general manager, or I, I don't know what his position was, but he was up there. But the guy that brought him in, he was let go about a month ago. Oh. And so they're bringing in new people. And so it's up in the air whether they're going to continue with him or not. But I don't think they're going to sack him. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to release Buse. I mean, uh, Almeida, I think they'll keep him until the end of the MLS season. I don't know if it seems a bit counterproductive if, if you're Chivas and you don't have that much money to pay that release clause, you know, to speed it up. It, it kind of doesn't make sense to me. But then when has Liga MX made sense? Um, so that's, that's I, I do feel it's like the whole part of the media also pushing for, for this to happen. I don't know, is it because the fans eat it up and it's it's clickbait and it creates, you know, it's good for ratings. But um, as far as like how Pelias is, it's, it, that's also seems out of the norm for how he operates. And mm-hmm. there was the other rumor that he left the, that he's like in a WhatsApp group with Chiva players and that he just mm. left the group. I mean, of course, these are rumors. Yeah. Uh, but but it does alarm me a bit that he hasn't said anything. Yeah. Because he should have been the one announcing it or giving a press conference. Uh, and I also hate that there wasn't a press conference similar to a, Tena. It was a tweet. Yeah. And remember Tena, the same thing when Tena was released no not even Tena spoke out and said and and the rumor is that the players found out uh via tweet as well like we all found out at the same time yeah my i i just have so many questions the first question is this you had the opportunity to let Vucetich walk away from this project no harm no foul at the end of the season don't have to pay no no release 
you know, you don't have to buy out the rest of his contract. You just admit to yourself that, hey, you weren't the right man for the job and you walk away. But no. Ricardo Pelaz doubled down and said, we are going to do not what everybody else in Liam Mekis do. And that is, we're not going to fire the coach. We're going to give him the continuity. We're going to endorse him. We're going to back him. And this is how we're going to do it. And uh, and everybody groaned in the before the season even started because we knew that it was going to be more of the same, more of this team that's just not playing for, for nothing. And so I'm like, okay, if that is your word, if you're going to say that we're going to stick with this guy, then you you got to like give him the whole season. Now you're you're backtracking a little bit. Yeah, you you find out that maybe this guy really isn't the right guy for the job, and you end up firing him after after they win against Pachuca, yeah. uh, leading up to the biggest game of the season against America, and you're still in contention to make Repechaje. You're still in contention to make the the league. It's not like they're in t- 18th position. Yeah, they're not playing well. Yeah, the fans don't like him. Yeah, the media is getting on board, but it's just the timing of this doesn't make any sense. And that's why I'm just like, why now? Does that mean they have somebody lined up already? Does that mean that Belaz himself is also uh, leaving with Busetich? It's just I have so many questions. Yeah, see, so that's that's the whole thing about Belaz not not giving a press conference. Uh, no one giving not just Belaz, but also a Maori and explaining what happened. And I, I do feel there's been like. Because because the other thing that needs to be mentioned is that Busa never received any players. He never got any refuerzos. Yeah. So I, I know it's all this critique, but at the same time, it's like he was he wasn't really allowed to build a team, or or helped in building a team, especially for the type of coach he is. And he did the opposite, where he had to, each season he lost players. You know. And so that that's been difficult, and and that's the whole thing about bringing in another coach. That also fans, I guess, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird with these fans. It's almost like little kids. So they're not. <laughs> they don't understand some of these things. Where it's like, a coach's not just going to agree to come in and play, uh, to come into a team just because. You know, it's it's always they want a certain type of guarantee. Give me a two-year deal. You know, give me this um, or guarantee me four or five players. Chivas can't bring Busse one player. And I see some tweets of people talking about Marcelo Gallardo and some of these big names. And I'm like, you know, like what world do they live in where they think that, you know, like Chivas just has a truckload of money that they could dump on anyone. And I said this before, when's the last time they even brought a world-class coach like a real high-profile coach. You got to go all the way to the 90s, Leo Benhacker. I think it was like 95, 96. I don't even remember. Are you going to... it was. Are you going to disrespect Ascar Borta? Ascar, <laughs> well, I wouldn't consider him world-class. I mean, he did have that distinction of taking Bolivia to their first-ever World Cup. Yeah. And... <clears throat> There was like the whole golden generation of, of Bolivia, the Tawichi Aguilera players came out from that youth academy, but he never really did anything else after that, you know, and then he, he lands at Chivas and he didn't do anything there either. 
<laughs> but yeah, we we haven't seen really anyone, and and so it's a bit surprising for me to see all these fans talking about bring this or or bring bring so and so, and I'm like, what? I don't think they're paying attention. So I I don't know what's going on if if Chivas has some type of deal because uh, it's a possibility the way football in Mexico operates with promotores that run the show. Maybe one of them finally made his way to Amaury's ear and was like, look, I could bring you this coach and I could get you these players and your team would be better off. You know, and because it is past, that's pretty much what Higuera did when he came in, right? He had the help of Grupo Pachuca, and that's how he managed to bring in all those Leon and Pachuca players that that were kind of the core of that team that won the championship with Matias Almeida. And he, he wouldn't have done it without that help from, um, what is it, Salvador Martinez? I confuse his name, Pachuca guy. And... And but then after that, like after like he sort of like the relationship sort of soured, you know, it goes back to the whole to the whole voting for the selection. I don't know if you remember there was a big Televisa was about to lose the rights to the national team. And uh they were gonna vote in black and she was gonna vote in favor of with Pachuca and Leon and a couple other teams. I think they were trying to take the rights to Fox or some other station. And then uh, Televisa just, you know, they pulled some strings. And, you know, what's his face? Um, Higuera bent the knee, ended up voting in favor of Televisa. Televisa kept rights for the national team eight more years. That that, that was the... uh... Oh, you're right. Want to welcome... What's up, guys? No, no, that was Soccer uh, Chronicle to the. You, you have some speaker or something? Do you you don't have a uh, near phone? Uh, I can go get it. Yeah, because we're like, do you we're have an a, echo? We're getting an echo in there, Ron. Yeah. Also, all right, but let me get, let me get all my speaker phones or, or my 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 pods, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, please. But yeah, anyone uh, has any thoughts? Feel free to to speak up. Uh, welcome, Wiso. Welcome, El Pichichi. We've had people come in and out, but. Yeah, in case you're living under a rock. Uh, was, well, I'll finish. I'll yeah, finish I'll let you finish. That. So that was when they were doing the whole vote and Televisa ended up getting the TV rights for eight more years. And then, and then that sort of, you had that sort of rompimiento with Higuera and, and, and the Grupo Pachuca. And then they took they, they took their players away, Cota, and all of a sudden she was selling all these players. To me, it's no coincidence all that happened around the same time. Uh and then who does he get again? He gets America's uh, uh, Oribe. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's sort of the politics of the game. That's that's something to keep in mind. And so I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't know if some promoter went in and and we could see Pelias packing his bag soon. I would not be surprised if we find out tomorrow that he has resigned, or you know that that Amaury has fired him. And that just leaves even more holes in this whole situation. Like, who's going to replace him? <laughs> you know? We got Maori, who was probably more interested in getting a, a his season renewed for Amazon Prime Chivas. Um, they uploaded a video on YouTube 
El otro, el bigotón, you know, talking about the history of, of football in, in Mexico and in Guadalajara and, and Chivas. If you haven't seen it, it's, yeah. it's a pretty good video. That one they didn't delete because the other, the original video that they had uploaded, they were complaining uh, about the, yeah, they were, it was pretty bad and <laughs> I, I can't find a copy of it anywhere, but they deleted it after everyone complaining about it. And uh, I guess my question to you guys, everybody, is uh, so who takes over? Michel will be the caretaker. Uh, but everyone wants Matias back. I don't agree. He himself has discredited rumors and says that it was disrespectful to even mention my name. You know, I'm a incha. I'm a fan of Chivas, but I got a project here in San Jose, and you guys have a coach. So why am I even being brought in this conversation? I can honestly say, you know what, Matias is not going to return to Chivas. And plus, why would he return right now? Like we have no money well, for reversals. Like he has, it's not like he has offers. You know, they're not exactly. You don't have all these teams banging on his door trying to whisk him away. And for for his team, it might play exciting, but at yeah. the same time, it's it's a very leaky team. And he's in the last two games where I was paying attention because the whole trophy mania woke up. Yes, his sir. Team allowed, his team allowed seven goals, and I remember last season in between four and five games, his team allowed twenty goals. And if you're a La Liga team, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna survive two, three fetches of, of taking that amount of gold. So I, I I do remember when he was at Chivas and there was all these articles of this this EPL team wants him or this La Liga team has made an offer. And, you know, you had all these, even imagine South America World Cup qualifying and two fetches, you allow seven goals. I mean, you, yeah. Uh, so with all due respect to him, though, I think that's been his flaw. Until he fixes that part, I don't, I don't think he's he'll have that uh, offers from like better leagues. I do think Liga MX will bring him back just because his popularity and he's good for that system of where there's like repechaje and and liguilla and and no relegation. Yeah. Or no no real relegation at least. So here are the, the, the rumored coaches. Jimmy Lozano, Diego Alonso, Turco Mohamed, Matias Almeida. We had a poll on our Twitter account, and we got about 100 votes. The majority was Matias Almeida with 45%. Jesus. And then Jimmy Lozano with 28%. Mohamed with 22 And Diego Alonso with 3%. How confident do you guys feel like any of these guys will actually end up coaching Chivas? Or will we go... Towards El Eterno Capitan Ramon Morales, will we go with an ex-player? Or are we going to go to the bargain bin in South America and, you know, stick our hand in and see what kind of coach in South America is available and and, and, mm. and bring some new blood to the recycled carousel here in, in Mexico? What do you think? Why is, it, why is anybody, like, champing in Mohammed, man? I think just because he's available and because he's won... No, but I'm saying, I, I think that's probably your best bet. What's up, guys? I'm long time don't talk to you all. Hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? Anybody that wants Almeida, you can, <laughs> I think you're just like remembering the great days of that yeah, championship. But exactly. It's not good, man. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not a Chiefs fan, so it'd be cool to have him back, but I don't think he's ready. Plus, I don't think he's going to leave. Jaime Lozano, I could just see you him throw. Marty just be like, hey, let's get somebody that has one and it's not our fault just because everybody wants to give them a, a shot just to wash their hands fine. But I don't think that's a, that's the right option either. Well, the biggest criticism was, you know, Vucetic had the same players 
all, you know, access to the same players as Jimmy. And Jimmy had them playing very well for, you know, El Preolimpico and the Olympics. Like, he had Antuna, he had Vega. He had them playing, like, really, really well in their correct position. Yes, against youth teams. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think if, it, it could happen because they're like, well, everybody wants him, and it's not our fault if he doesn't succeed. This is kind of yeah. funny before they find somebody real. That does happen where they just mm -hmm. placate the fans and be like, exactly. we gave you what you wanted. But you know what? Uh, there's this, this fans that just have selective amnesia and then don't forget. <laughs> well, that's next, normally next, how everybody is. Next, on, next tournament, don't forget that actually threw the fans a bone or did brought, brought what the fans wanted. And it's, it's back to uh, you guys don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, I actually would like to see Mohamed. Just, I mean... A good coach. I think Mohamed because of Pelias, his work with Pelias. Exactly. And that's why I think. America. Yeah, so I think that's why. But to me, if he Pelias does stay, then to me that would be his candidate. But if he doesn't stay, if he's gone as well. Well, tomorrow's then, uh, at a. We got a press conference, no? At 9 a.m.? Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. I got the press release. Tomorrow, I believe it's 11. 11 Mexico time, so 9 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, because I don't, I don't remember if they did one for for Tena. Mm. And Tena left, kind of. No, they they fired Tena via Twitter, and then they Same. they had a a press conference with Victor, and it was on like YouTube and everything. So it was like a oh, with the new coach, like hey, yeah, guys here. Mm -hmm. yeah, and and for Tena was messed up because. Then I had COVID. <laughs> and then, like, so did four players. <laughs> he's, like, he's getting a sick. He's, he's a liability. He comes back from vacation. Hey, guess what? Step into my office. Why? You're fired. He won't take, he won't take booster shots. There, he, uh, no, but, but then I had, he had taken, he had the team in fifth place. And then the, the, the season was canceled. So, I mean, he left on a high note. And then during the preseason, he, he takes the team to the Copa por Mexico final. Yep. He has that really great game against America. Yep. Where they win. It was like, a, you know. And then um, he's not able to start the season because he's he has COVID. So, it's like three games that, like, did he coach the first one? No, he... He didn't coach like the first three or four matches. And then he came in, and then I think he and they, lost. They lost against Puebla, and then that was the, the straw. The yeah, they said this guy has the worst start ever, even though he he hadn't really done much. And so I thought that was messed up how it happened, but I thought it was like extra cancha. I don't think it was due to results. Because um, cause, like overall, if you were to track him, they were good, you know? And... And then they never said anything, and I never heard anything of Tena say, you know, I would have liked to hear his side of the story. <laughs> you know, so we uh, we all can agree that it's no more Remidas, right? Like, like oh, it's no. finally over. Like, we're done with that. Oh, no, no. We I would... out of respect, I would always call him King Midas. <laughs> I will not be surprised if he does not get another coaching job in the Mekis after this. Ah, no, come on. He will. I don't he, know, man. Like he did. It's not like he had a horrible record. The fans just didn't like it. 
I know, but like after this, after this, man, there's no, like that's a that's another thing about the Chivas job. It's not a very like attractive job. It's yeah. a suicide mission. Mission like anybody that takes this position is basically like boy boycott jobs. He's you know oh, boy God. Is coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say no, yeah, maybe yeah. Busetich will get some. Busetich will, will will get another coaching job somewhere. Well, I am. Uh, I'm I'm voting for an outside hire. I do not want any coach. From Liga Mekis, I want something, Oops. something new, something fresh. Um, we did confirm earlier today that because uh, we're good friends with Zizu, we texted him earlier, and uh, he said that uh, he doesn't know anything. He's eating crepes with his friends, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Because Fikerson, uh, he uh, he had texted Turco earlier and said. Uh, no, he's not coming to Chivas. So you know, you know who I'd like to see once in Chivas is Vasco after he's done Monterrey. Mm. Like, take you've taken the national team, you've taken Pachuca, have like a proper time to do with Vasco for like a few years. Like, who cares in the first season, second season? Just, just tur- try to take that and turn it around the whole program. Out of all the teams he's coached, he hasn't coached the big, the big two, right? He hasn't coached Ameri, he hasn't coached Chivas. He played, he played with both, and he played with both. Yeah. I'm telling you, like I think that was, I think that'd be huge. But I'm um, que pasa con Monterrey. Yeah, well, he just won. He got a massive today. win over Tigres, mm-hmm. and he beat Piojo. Those mm-hmm. are the last, ironically, the last two Mexicans in the whole league. There was only three left with Buse Now these are the two survivors. That's true. What about Tuca? Yeah, yeah. He's not oh, Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I will count him. Actually, I will count Tuca. I know people don't count him because he wasn't born. But he's to me, he's Mexican-made. Okay. He, he's been in Mexico longer <laughs> than the majority of us been alive. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's, he's, we're gonna go question his Mexicanness. I mean, you you know, like, cause cause I I get it with like commercialism ah. that they return to their country or whatever. But he's he stayed in Mexico. His family, everything. He's so um, life. He's, has he's been so there. Mexican that it's weird when. <clears throat> When he speaks Portuguese, like, what the hell? He, he speaks Portuguese and, with a Mexican accent. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, and and you know, like thinking about it, he's lived now in Mexico longer than he lived in Brazil. We oh. got a re- I, I, no, request to speak, so you might hear a new speaker in there. But feel free to continue the conversation. Anyway, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna head off, but it was good to oh, see man. you guys. I want thanks. I have to come thanks in for jumping in. Thanks for joining in, Wiesel. Yes, I Saludos. Saludos. <clears throat> If anybody else wants to speak in, just request. We'll we'll give you a little check mark and just say it with your chest. That's my only requirement. Uh, I, I I want Lozano. I want Lozano to coach with us. Oh, we got a we got a Jimmy Lozano vote in. All right. Given the given the the roster we have, because they're young, Lozano's good with the youth. He's proved it with with the Olympic team. You know. He's going to get the best out of Vega and Antuna, who are, you know, the two stars, who are supposed to be the two stars of this team. So I think, you know, this is a perfect job for him, jumping from the Mexican <laughs> you know, the big, the big two. So it's not like he's just going somewhere small. It's a good other challenge for him, and I think he's ready. For it. I, you know, ironically, we've seen this before. 2005, Chucho Ramirez. Oh. Under-17, campeón, goes to America. He, he never quite made he it him, at, yeah. at the club level. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the, the hot takes as well, that he was good at youth and, and his, you know, 
more innovative tactics and whatnot, and he just sort of got erased. And, and I think, I, I'm not saying he won't do well, but I'm just saying it, it's a bit different once you go from from youth to, to playing at a club level where it's more experienced players. That's fair, but I mean, they're all pros. I mean, everybody in the Olympics was a pro. So I think I think it's an easier transition than what Chucho had to deal with. Because, you know, those were kids. Yeah, they were, ever, they were basically <clears throat> teenagers. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, you know, uh, Jimmy hasn't had too many opportunities within Mexico. I know he coached Querétaro in 2017. Haven't heard from him since. Uh, his record with Querétaro, 35 matches, 10 wins, 10 draws, 15 defeats, a percentage of 28. So not the best, but then again, it's Querétaro. Um, I just don't know if he's ready for a team like Guadalajara. The the expectations, the demand from the fans, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. I know he's young, and he has an aggressive offensive style, so I, I am excited about that. But I think when the going gets tough... You know, will he handle or will he crumble the pressure? And I think you need a little bit more experience um, to coach a team like Chivas. I don't think they should just be giving anybody. I think he should start out with another team in Mexico and then work his way up. Especially like Pumas. He's from Pumas. I know they have Ligini there, but, you know, Pumas are going through a rough patch. Why not give him uh, the opportunity to coach there? Yeah, and, and the guy that turned them down, he seems to be doing good in Atlanta. Gonzo. Gonzo Pineda? Yeah, I don't, I don't see him coming back at all. Well, when Nacho Ambriz inevitably gets fired, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would welcome him back with open arms. He would. Did he get fired? How did he do this week? Uh, Wesca. He got three defeats in a row. Uh, they drew. They drew today. They drew. They drew. Ah, okay. So he has two wins, one draw, and three defeats. Not that bad. Ron, I know you're you're an America fan, so you don't really care about Chivas. But how do you feel about the situation as uh, going into the Clásico? You guys lost against Luca, but first, first I want to know about the other situation. So with America, on America, crime. <laughs> no yeah yeah it's, i mean I'm in, I'm in philly so uh, you know these guys just started uh you know the guys from cantina they started texting me that you know we want to know where you were at you know we want to know where you're at at this hour and at this hour and i, I didn't know what they were talking about there's, until there's i started seeing when you run no <laughs> So no, I don't. I don't know, man. Those guys are just, you know, idiots, you know. But no, I, I, uh, I really don't think much of it. I mean, the loss is a loss. I mean, you never expect the team to go undefeated, you know. <laughs> and even I know, I mean, they had given up with three goals up to the game, and obviously they gave up three goals. But you know, when you consider nine, you know, you know, six goals in nine matches, it's still a very good number. Um. And it's and you know obviously the goals came and you know and set pieces and you hate you know you hate when when you get scored like that you know but I'd rather get scored on set pieces than you know tactical deficiencies you know mm-hmm. um, but no I mean I, I you know what was who was the name Bam Bam uh, that said in, during the transmission that you know 
the game, you know, the classic was the classic. So it doesn't really matter how you, you know, if you're, you know, doing really well, doing really bad. Yeah. You know, you, you step up. This game. You step up yeah, to the I mean, plate. Historically, I mean, it's, it's happened before where one team is you know, doing good, the other one is doing bad. And, you know, the result is not what you expect. Sometimes both teams come in really strong and it's a bore fest. So, you know, it's it's just one of those games where, you know, the intensity is just a little bit more, you know. Absolutely. And the one that makes, you know, you know, least mistakes and stuff like that is, you know, usually the one that's going to win. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping the only thing that I'm hoping for is that, uh, you know, the, the, the refs are able to cash in the check, you know, before the game. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> speaking about, uh, I know we're kind of a little bit off topic, but that goal, the second goal that Diggs conceded today, controversial there. Uh, the player was, he ran into the ref and he fell. Well, the player fell and then, you know, Monterrey took advantage of the situation, counterattacked, scored the second goal. And man, everybody was just chewing the ref up like, hey, you know, that was obstruction. You should do like a dead ball situation. Uh, but the referee that should, allowed that to happen and, and Monterrey won 2-0. That shouldn't have been a goal. That, that, that's bad positioning by the ref. You know, yeah. if the ref touched the ball in a kick, what's the difference between, you know, you're literally putting a screen on this, on the Tigres guy. Yeah. But I don't see Chivas scoring next week. I really don't know how they're going to score in a Clásico. They just don't have any offensive production. It's just Saldivar is, is coming back from injury or still hurt. I don't know, but he does. He, he's the only one. But even then, I just don't see it. Hey, we have it's, Hermoso it's Peralta on. with his two left feet. You see that opportunity he missed yesterday? <laughs> it's, I, it's Alexis Vega. I am, I am uh, he's, he's still injured. Yeah, he's still injured. But I am, Man, I that's... am 100% convinced that America played 40 chess on Chivas and said, hey, here, you guys can take them. And then they, they whispered in Peratas, hey, just don't score any goals when you go over there. <laughs> 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 he's still, he's like a, he's a, he's a double agent, man. He's still, he's still playing for America secretly. I don't know, man. He, he scored what against like a second, the only, a second division team and then like one more goal. It's, it was just the worst investment in whoever. It was Higuera. Oh, yeah. It was Higuera. Yeah. It was a little he, parting gift from him. Yeah, he, he negotiated with with America, and there was this deal where I don't think they paid a transfer fee. They just agreed to pay a percentage of his wages. But I do know his damaged goods, and I think America knew that. And it's a big reason why even Santos, because they were – trying to pawn him off to Santos and be like, you don't want this like Santos legend to retire. And Iraragori was like, nah, we don't, we don't. We're cool. You could you could have him. And so it's it's kind of messed up like an end to that player's career because he's been a very good player. He's done a lot, you know, big part of that Olympic team. Absolutely. And and so it's sad to see him. Reminds me of Cesar Chavez in his last days. And he's like losing two amateurs. Like yeah. he should have retired ten years ago, and he's, he's doing these exhibition moleros, and he's getting <laughs> he's getting all beat up by unknowns. <laughs> so it's, it sucked, you know. But uh, that's that's kind of when Oribe should be playing Sunday league, you know, just yeah, like the. And I don't I don't mean like in a messed up way, but that's that's kind of very sad because physically he never. He never went back to a hundred. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of ironic. I, we're, I don't, we're I don't, go ahead. 
I don't see Chiwa's situation getting any better until something that I that I that I don't want for for the Mexican League to happen is to have more foreign ownership groups in in, in Mexico. Uh, yeah, and and it almost but, happened. But, right. but, but, yeah, but I think that's the only that's the only salvation that Chivas has because, you know, historically, they were always able to afford the best players in Mexico. Up until, up until you know, even uh, like even when you know the Promotora days in the '90s, you know, most of the players weren't weren't you know you know uh, Chivas products. You know, they 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 got them from other you know uh, you know like you know what's the name Ramon Ramirez was from what uh, Santos, Santos. Yeah. yeah, Benjamin yeah. Gallardo from Tampico and stuff like. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, it was a combination. It was a combination of youth, you know, experienced players from the academy from from the juvenil. And and obviously, you know, the, the, the pick of the litter, you know, uh, around the country. And that, you know, the dynamics in Mexican soccer has changed now because, I mean, in the last 15 years, you know, they want they want to go to Europe now. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, it's like Mexican kids now, they don't their dream is not to, you know, to play for Chivas in America anymore. That's true. They're, they're, they're like, you know, the Central Americans and the South Americans were, oh, you know what? No, we don't care about Peñarol anymore. We don't care about Colo Colo. We care about Real Madrid. We care about so Barcelona. hincha de Barcelona desde la cuña. Exactly, <laughs> you know? So I, I, think the only, I, think, I think the only salvation for Chivas is, not, is, not, is going to be the, 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 the inclusion of, of foreign ownership groups. Which will give them more revenue streams, in order that for them to compete. I because agree. I mean, honestly, honestly, that's really one of the reasons why you're seeing Pumas and Chivas struggle as of late. Because obviously, Pumas, I mean, they 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 would rely on you know on on youth players, and and they would get you know two or three you know you know really good foreign players. <laughs> that would have to win. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Ron, also, like, really quick, just to add on that, when when they did that rule, the eight eight nine nine, whatever it is now, yeah, the Liga Liga MX went from having eighty foreigners to having like over a hundred. I think last season was over a hundred and eighty three. It's a lot. So that's like that's a hundred and three extra foreigners, and and fans thinking that's just hundred three extra players, not really. That just means there's a hundred and three less Mexicans playing. So when you're Chivas, you're going shopping. <laughs> it's the aisles now clear now. Well, yeah, you, know? you went from like a wide net to cast and catch, you know, some some Mexican talent to like, here you go, here's a toothbrush. Good luck, good tr- good luck yeah. trying to find somebody. You're you're, you're not going to convince me. I've, I've watched the game, you know, Mexican League over thirty years. You're not going to convince me that having that more foreigners has, has somehow created a better product. You're yeah, not. I, I'm with you there, Ron, because I've yet to see players that. Or, or teams that are playing. I remember how Toluca team played, how, how uh, Toros Nesa was that one team, and yeah. the America with Ben Hacker. Even yeah. the Atlas, when they act right after uh, Bielsa left with La Volpe again, yeah. that Atlas team was really fun to watch. Uh, it's not easy to say it as a Chiba fan, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, were, definitely. It's, and they were a bunch of youth. It was when they had Marquez and a bunch of other. Young guys, Cepeda, and Matt, Mario Mendes, uh, este and, yeah, and I haven't seen yeah. teams now that are that are like playing to that level, and it's we were sold on. We were going to get more of that. Yeah, I think I think it's a bill of goods that for me that is worthless. You know, the, the, they say that the solution is you know Europe, Europe, send them to Europe. No, nope. I I am a, I am of the 
I'm of the opinion that the solution is to get back into Libertadores, get back in Sudamericana, get back into Copa America. Yes, sir. And, 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 and basically just duke it out you there and, and give those players, you know, that exposure. Uh, I think that's when Mexico really made its greatest strides in, in terms of international soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, 93, 94, 95, 96, 90, you know, yeah. up until like yeah. the, the, the mid uh, uh, you know, 2000s when, yeah. when they started, you know, reaching the finals of Copa America. You know, they were constantly going into the semifinals of Copa America. They were getting into uh, you know, the semifinals of yeah. Libertadores. You know, like, for example, in 2000, America made the semifinals in 2001. Yeah. Uh, Cruz Azul made the final in 2002. Yeah. America made the semifinals, and, and then, then obviously in Sudamerica, in Sudamericana, Pachuca you had won. you had Pachuca, America, and Pumas all go into the finals of the uh, of the Sudamericana. Pachuca obviously winning, um, but you, you had Chivas you, and Libertadores semis back yeah. to back, and then and and, and as an yeah. Americanista, man, they played their asses off. You know, at, at the uh, what was it in 0506 again? Oh, yeah. Libertadores run. Yep. You know, they were very fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. And unfortunately right now, you know, these t- these players, these kids that are growing up are looking at America and Chivas as a stepping stone. They're no longer, yeah. that's not like the goal. That's not like well, you made well, it, you know? know? Well, and then you know what, Jaime, not, not even so much as big as a stepping stone as it used to be. And, and there's way more clubs now before that, uh, compared to before that could, they could match the wages. So, so Chivas is not going to really, you know, they're, they're not paying the biggest wages. You, you could look at Monterrey and Tigres for that. Yeah. I honestly agree. I don't see much changing regardless of who's coaching. Uh, they might position the players better. They might change some sort of the tactics, but, at the end of the you day, it's an exciting four to three game. At the end of the day, I, I still feel like it's still the same bulk of players. I don't know how much is going to change, and I don't think long term, looking, you know, for the next couple of years, uh, until Amaury sells the team, I I really don't. I'm not feeling optimistic because he doesn't know what he's doing. This isn't his forte. He's into filmmaking. He's into cinema, and uh, he refuses to sell the team. And there was talk of putting I, I don't think that's gonna, I don't think that's I don't think that's the problem because look, look 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 at America right now who, who's done things really well the past you know you know what since oh since twenty twelve, you know. Right now you have basically the press like you know five you know you know the guys from football picante the guys from football uh, the primera whatever, they, they already want Jorge Sanchez and they already want uh, Cordoba in Europe. They're what 23, 20, you know, they're 22, 23 right now. Mm-hmm. And they're starters and, and they're established players at the club. They're, they're already, you know, pressured to, to leave now. So, okay, they, they, they go, they leave, you know, Club America. Okay, the, the, the advantage that America has is that, okay, well, they, they, can, they, can, they can go back to, their, to, their, to, the, to the youth teams, you know, to, to try to replace them. Or they can go to South America and get, you know, a, a, a veteran or an established player to replace, you know, to replace that, you know. I mean, keep in mind, the team that won the last championship for America, I mean, we lost, what was it, Guido Rodriguez. We got, uh, you know, Lainez. We got, uh, what's his name, the Colombian guy, Uribe. Um, we got uh, the the, um, the keeper, what's his name, um, Mar- Mar- Marquesi. Yeah, uh, what's his name, I forget. Mar- Marquesi. Yeah, yeah, yeah Marquesi, whatever. 
So, I mean, we lost a lot of players in that short of time, but we were able to get back. And right now, America's, you know, you know, top of the, the top of the standings. And they also had a pretty good season last year. Um, you know, so it, it's I, I don't think I don't think selling, you know, selling a Maori and getting a new you know, ownership group is, is, is the solution unless that uh, that new ownership group has deep, deep, deep pockets. Well, that's what like, I'm saying. I mean, how like much is it going with uh, he's selling like the MLM scheme right now with Omni Life and all that stuff like he's obviously his his pockets aren't deep enough. So we need to sell the the, to the club to someone who has a blank checkbook and can sign the best talent and and I think can turn things around. Yeah, there's there's been talk long time ago before Vergara came in. Uh, Phil Lanschultz wanted to buy. And at that point, he owned pretty much half of the MLS. Is Phil Anches with AIG, Ron? Do you remember? Yeah, Phil, Phil Anches, yeah. He was with the AEG, whatever, sports yeah. entertainment group, yeah. Are they the ones that, like, bought into... Uh, the, at, at one point, they owned, like, 10 of the clubs, you know? Yeah, but they, did they get, like, Manchester United? I know no, they were, no, no. They, 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 they just sponsored them? They sponsored them. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, they were getting heavy into that stuff, and I know they they had offered to uh, to bring Chivas in, and I think the league was just against it for what Ron said. Uh, they don't want foreign investors coming in, but it's slowly kind of happening. We've seen it with Necaxa, with Atletico San Luis, and I, there's one more I can't remember. But I, I do think that might end up happening uh, with Chivas ultimately. Uh, for everybody joining us on Twitter Spaces, if you have any thoughts about this situation, feel free to uh, request to speak. We definitely encourage everyone to uh, participate on the conversation. We had somebody on YouTube say, uh, Chivas necesita aportar los que juegan y sudan la camiseta. Um, I agree. You have players that aren't really necessarily... Um, well, I mean, I could do that. That doesn't mean the team will win. I know, I know. I'll but... be sweating the shirt within five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you, for cambio, you, but you know, you know, what, you you know what you mean, though. You know, it's like remember in that Clásico against America, and Chios got their ass beat, and then Peralta's over there, you know, joking around with his ex. You know, it's like he doesn't care. He doesn't care. That happens everywhere, though, man. These guys, these guys are friends off the field, man. You know. Yeah, yeah they I, I know they're friends, either. but it's just you know, it's not it's not a good look. You don't want to see it. It's like wrestling, right? You don't want to see that <laughs> the rivalry that they, they're actually they ride together to the stadium, <laughs> which was surprising to me because you could hear all these there's these all these great podcasts, and you could hear like the wrestlers saying their stories, and you thought there's those growing up as a kid, you thought these were like heated rivalries, and they're all like buddies and hanging out. <laughs> You don't want to see that. Did you see that? Uh, oh, man, I forget the podcast with where the guys, like, for example, he had, like, for example, Kevin Nash on there. And he'll name a name. Like, uh, Scott Steiner. And he's supposed to say, cool or is he a dick? Oh, he's a dick. So, and then he'll name another wrestler. He's a major dick. And he'll say <laughs> another, oh, no, he's cool, you know? <laughs> it's, it's one of those, you know, what you're talking about. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I just like I said, I'm. I see, I, I see trouble times for both not just Chivas but for 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 Pumas, uh, just because of just because of just the dynamics of the league now, just the way it's set up. 
And, you know, it's, you know, a, a kid, you know, a player that's 22, 23 and is established, you know, they're, they're, the press is pushing him. No, you need to leave. You need to go. You need, you need to leave. You need to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. You need to get better. Ron, Puma surprises me because their budget is, like, piss poor. They have, like, a Primera A team budget. <laughs> it's like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but I think Kickstarter for pizza. Oh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what gets me because before okay. that, you know, the, the, their, their patronato. Yeah, the board of directors. Because board of directors, these guys come yeah. from old money, Banamex. You know, yeah, you look at the list. It's, uh, it's all the major corporations and stuff like that. Bunch of, yeah, so I'm like, what the hell's going on with these guys? They're using Pumas for tax write ups. So that company, uh, a personal test, right? Is so is Pumas like uh, the part of the university? Are they they owned by the college or how does it? No, 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 no. No, It's 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 a patronato. Basically, it's a it's a group of 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 people that are that pertains to the university. Uh huh. But they they more like they basically administer it. You know, it used to be it used to be owned by the university, but no longer. Mm. Same same with what's his name with uh what's his name uh, with Tigres you know I see yeah yeah university just just owns the stadium oh okay okay it's big old that's why have a running track for the other tournaments so uh, I kind of okay. want to do a, a quick like uh, buy or sell meaning uh, you agree or you disagree um, going into <laughs> the rest of the the remainder of the season will Chivas. Uh, announce a new coach or will they stick with a uh, caretaker until the end of the season? What do you guys think? I think they should announce a coach. I think there's no reason why you fire Vusa if there's nobody. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you leave the team like that? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, like one or two reports that I saw that Falais left the WhatsApp chat. I don't know what that means. I don't know mm, if that's... Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, thanks for bringing uh, that up. Yeah, I don't know if, if you know you want to get into that if you buy into it, but you know if if he's jumping ship, and he, technically Vus, I mean, was Vusa his guy? I don't think Vusa. Was it was. His guy. It was his guy. No, it was his guy. He hired him. He he came in and Tena was there. Yeah. But then Tena was the promoter brought him. Ron, do you know the name of? The, I, I I know the name. I just keep forgetting it. Hurtado. Uh, yes, Hurtado. So that was the whole controversy that. Hurtado brought him in and they had that picture where it's like, I think it's Thomas Boy and Hurtado. I don't know if it was Hurtado, but it was Thomas Tenaco, Cardoso, a bunch of these dudes eating, uh, they were eating somewhere. And so that was the whole thing that Hurtado was like taking over the team. Not taking over as in he owns it, but if you're, you know, like because the Mexico League, the promoters, they'll have a big influence on on the clubs who, who coaches and who plays there. And I do think there's been like some type of blockade on Chivas because the last what three seasons they have not been able to get a player, not even sell. Mm-hmm. They haven't even been able to buy or sell. That's and true. I, I, it surprises me. It's not really talked about, or it's not a, a you know bigger deal because it should be. Uh, it's it's hard to stay competitive if you can't even bring in good players. That was one of Almeida's when like. Criticisms like uh, before he left, he was saying every team se reforzó mejor que nosotros, you know, and that's still going on. If in three seasons you haven't gotten a player, that means every team is reinforced. <laughs> What's going on, Ron? 
<laughs> it's just it, it reminds me of uh, when they when they had what's his name uh, Paco de Anda yeah. uh, in Chivas, right? Yeah. And uh, you had Pelais. There was this meme of uh, it was like this Mexican novela. I, I don't know. I don't even know the name of the novela, but it's basically it's like it's 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 these two females. And they're like window shopping, but one of the girls is she's like a maid, and the other one's like a really rich. It's you know you know, and yeah. she goes la cha cha de la vecindad, you know. Look what I can buy, with, you know, when you have class and money or shit, you know, something like that, right? But they did they put Paco de Anda, who was at the time with Chivas, and you had the lice with uh, which I think at the time it was with Bruce Azul, you know. And I'm just thinking now, the lice is the the, the poor one. They can't, they can't buy anything. I'm gonna try to find that. I'm gonna try to find that for you. Okay, <laughs> went into a joke, but it has been going on with you as we and I do think there's more to it than just the money, you know. Where it's it's um, I, I do think it's promoters trying to like have a stronger say in or stronger stock in Chivas and and Pelais, that's one of his it's been one of his downfalls where he's been he has never allowed a promoter to like influence him and it's how he left America you know disputes with Pepe Romano and there was a guy that was bringing in players and they would always like like have that argument over who should come in or who shouldn't uh, Cruz Azul as well when he got kicked off it was over. He wasn't in bringing in players that they would normally bring. And I think it was Hurtado too who was who was at that point. But it was something they even got questioned during the when the dude went to Spicy Soccer uh, to talk. And so now she was. I, I feel like the same thing, man. They just. I think they hate this dude. You know, they seem to have just put a block on him, like everyone chain block Pelias. You know what's gonna end up happening. This is what's going to end up happening. Michel Leano, who this is not his first time taking over the team while Chivas find a replacement. Uh, after then, I got fired. He had a perfect record. He won two out of two games. Uh, and then he handed the reins over uh, to Vucetic. What if Leano has an incredible showing uh, in a Clásico, Chivas win convincingly against America, and then they just say, you know what? You're going to be the coach now, you know, like, like Ole Gunnar at uh, Manchester United. I could see that happening. I actually could see that happening. If you get an immediate reaction out of the players and they play completely differently and, and you can see that they're all bought into the to the to the to his system, I could see Michele Liano just end up taking the reins. Yeah, but yeah. then he's gonna get another Wero Real and then it only lasts for like a season. Wait, Wero Real was good, man. I think he gets he gets a bad rap. I know it, yeah, but but it was only like one or two seasons where where it was good, but like he didn't make a final. He didn't make a semifinal. He made he made a Libertadores final. What right? with with a really craptacular team? <laughs> what more can we ask of the man? He's he's a saint. He he helped bring up. He, you know what sucks about Real? He was one of the dudes that helped unearth all these gems from Chivas, from uh, you know all of the ones that ended up going to Europe. Mm-hmm. Salcido, Massa, all of these guys to see. He was in charge of the youth. What product. about uh, Chicharito as well? Yeah, he was there too. But mm-hmm. the guy that took all the credit ended up being Hans. Mm. But 
Hans came in and it's like, he didn't just find these guys. Those guys have been there over 10 years. The majority of them since yeah. they were like 12 years old. And uh, it kind of sucks that he, and then, you know, the, the cantera sort of dried up because you had like Pachuca and some of these other teams started investing and, and stealing players or, you know, not, not stealing from Chivas, but like talent, taking talent. I think we just got to a point where Chivas weren't buying any players and they were just debuting what they had from, you know, Tabatio and, and the Fuerzas Basicas. And we had players that were debuted way too young and they just crashed and burned, you know? I mean, look at Michel Vasquez, Granados, even Cubo Torres. I mean, we had a lot of promising prospects. And uh, Yeah, a lot and, of the partying too there, though, with all of those guys, you know, where they ended up, ended up like in sticky situations like Kubo with the whole yeah. rape allegations. Uh, not just rape, I think of a minor. So it's pretty bad with some of these guys. They just, they became a frat house with all this partying. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Chiwa players, man. They... Yeah. But I'm saying it now. Easy on the frat talk. Don't be surprised if... Uh... If if, <coughs> if Michel Leano ends up being the uh, the permanent coach for Chivas, I think it would be like the easiest thing to do. It's also probably the most cost effective thing to do. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Another part of me says like, well, this was done so uh, like out of the norm, and I just feel like maybe they do have a plan. I don't know. Or maybe maybe Pelas was probably fed up. Maybe he was probably fed up because you know the fans, the media, everybody they everybody knows. How you know he he's not stupid. He knows how everybody's feeling right now. He probably reads the tweets and the comments and stuff. Like I'm sure it bothers him at the end of the night. And maybe he just that was the last straw. You know the performance against Pachuca was pretty abysmal. They get the victory, but it was it was bad, man. That was a terrible match. <laughs> I I think well he's like we so said he uh, press conference tomorrow at nine. So I think we'll know what's going on. Uh, a big part of me thinks he's he's. He's throwing in the towel. I don't think he. Yeah. I don't think he. That was his move to sack Vuce, uh, and I think he's like, they went over him. So he's like, if I'm not gonna be able to do my job, I'm out. Well, boys, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight on Twitter Spaces uh, Impromptu Emergency Meeting uh, with the firing of Vucetich from Chivas. Uh, they will face America this weekend in the Super Clásico. Uh, Michel Año will be the intern coach. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what unfolds in the next couple of days. Uh, who will be the coach? And uh, I do want to ask you guys, do you think Matias will return? Uh, maybe not now, but I think he will eventually go back. I do see him coaching the Chivas again. Maybe not this soon, but I do see him. What about, I do see a return. What's your take, Juan Pablo? By the way, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Uh, I cover LAFC on the LA Soccer Hub. You know, we, we oh, awesome. I'm on that podcast. Um, yeah, so yeah, thank you, thank you for the, thank you for the time, thank you for letting me share my my thoughts. You know, hopefully, Chivas, you know, can turn this around. I think they can. I just think Busa was the problem. Honestly, just didn't play the right players. But hey, man. Las Chivas and, and hopefully they, they turn it around. Hey, how much will uh, you sell uh, Vela for? We could definitely use him. 
Hey man, I, I'm like I, I'm a Chivas and a, and a LAFC fan. So if 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 Vela goes to Chivas, I'll be more than happy. I just mm. don't think he wants to go to Mexico anytime soon. Yeah, it's either Europe stays at LAFC or he goes to Australia because oh, Australia, huh? He said he wanted his wife. He said yeah, he said he wanted to live there, but his wife was the thing holding him back. Ah, uh, so oh, wait, huh? I was confusing him with Chicha. Oh I yeah, Chicha's wife. His girl's from Australia. Or his ex-girl that, you know, he cheats on all the time. Um, <laughs> He's turning into a dry fist. <laughs> so do you think you think Matias will return or no? Um, not right now, no. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think he's, I think the San Jose's bought into him. Mm. Um, yeah. They just fired their GM. So that's right. This next season, Matias will get everything and anything he wants, I think. So the next season will be his last season, I think. And then there maybe after, but not, not this season or next season. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're also evaluating the team to see how much it's worth to uh, put it up for sale. So yeah, yeah. a lot a of lot moving of pieces in San Jose. Perfect. Yeah. I am I am curious though because like if Matias comes back, will he bring La Chonquis with him? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's skinny it's skinny though. He's skinny now though. I think he's... he bought in really into the US like development. Or not development, like you know, I guess weight training or I don't know, but training because he doesn't party here, you know. He he parties in Mexico though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's not much to do in San Jose, to be he, honest. He hasn't, he hasn't found the hot spots. You can go to the yeah. flea market. <laughs> you can go to the Great Mall. And, uh, yeah, you can go to, like, a few bars and stuff. But, yeah, San Jose is not really known for, for Party Central. No, my friend works at, like, works at the stadium. And he, like, opens a door for them when they when they arrive at the mm. stadium. And he's like, I talked to trophies. And, like, he, he's, like, he's bought in. He's, like, he's, he's you know. He looks different. Like he, he's bought into the to the system of San Jose, or he looks happier. So. It's just, yeah, you know, we were talking about him the other day, um, right before he did his whole three goal extravaganza. We were talking about how he, we felt he wasn't taking advantage because it's like if if he can't tear it up here, there's not going to be much, you know, opportunities going back to Liga MX. So I mean. And then he he's he just I guess he found his mojo, but I yeah, I hope he continues because he's he's a really good player. Even if he doesn't return to Chivas, I do think he could have a really good career. Yeah, I was there on Wednesday uh, covering the match. Uh, saw the three goals that he scored. It wasn't enough to beat. Um, they 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 lost to Real Salt Lake, and uh, yeah, I mean his performance is amazing. Remind me of. Of his days at Guadalajara, that one match he had against Rayados where he just turned into Messi. And uh, I'm not going to lie, the, the defending of the MLS makes him look like Messi. It makes him look like a god. And uh, then he ends up going back and, and winning the game against Austin. So, I mean, he's in a really good position right now. And uh, do you think if he continues this, will he get called up from Tata? Or is this kind of just like, no, just MLS only and... I don't know, man. If he continues this, I think he deserves a call up. Why not? Tata has called up. He, he coached in MLS, so I don't. I don't think. I mean, if you're calling up Pizarro, who's he, done fuck all, <laughs> at least get the guy that's got you know an Olympic goal under his belt this season. I just think Pizarro has better marketing around him, or there's more marketing around him. 
I agree. Um, but I don't know. I don't think trophies is is the perf like no es el perfil that um Tata wants. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think he matches it. Um but I mean he needs to keep this hot streak. I mean it's only been two games where trophies has realistically been hot. You know, he has scored earlier in the season, but it's not like he's, he's been hot hot like he's got like ten goals season. though, no? Yeah, but I mean that's like counting last season, isn't it? I'm not sure. I mean, this is the only season he's been with San Jose. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, then yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's got 10 uh, goals in 24 games, and he's not technically a striker, you know? So um, it's definitely something think, that. Uh, yeah, if he, if he continues it to the end of the season, then yeah, I think he deserves one. But, I mean, yeah, over Pisaro, because Pisaro's not doing anything, and then you just have to go to San Jose and see what trophies are doing in the same league, so. And the West is always harder than the East. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just I just see it like, look, there's not too many types of players like him. He's he's a creative hijink, and those players are very few, far in between. And it's very exciting to see a player like that in in spectacular form. It's very dangerous, and yeah, uh, that's the problem. It's so inconsistent. Yeah, it so, is very in inconsistent. Age, you can't be you can't be inconsistent because if you get one call up and he's inconsistent in that call up, he's just not going to get called back yeah. up again. In fact, I don't think he's don't ever think been capped by the national team. No, I don't think. I think it was like once or twice, if anything, by doubt. No, I don't think he has. No, yeah. Well, any closing thoughts before we wrap up this impromptu oh. emergency meeting? Uh, no, sir. I just, I'm just going to be keeping up with what Pelaya says tomorrow. If if he's the one that does the pressure, but uh, I'm gonna be uh, on top of that. The Chivas novelas, you know, so it's good. Alrighty, folks. Well, I hope everyone has a great night. For everybody that's gonna end up listening to this after it's posted, uh, thank you guys for your ongoing support. We'll probably still make an episode to cover the rest of Liam Mekis, but we had to talk about Vucetich game five from Chivas. It was impulsive. Uh, it was exciting. I'm very happy. And uh, I feel like the team can only go up from now. And uh, hope everyone has a great night. Thank you guys for joining us. And we'll catch you in the next one.